Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach Fire Chief Michael DeRee, as we begin our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. This is the first show of our fall season and we're very honored to have as our guest for the entire show, our Long Beach Fire Chief, Michael Dury. Uh, Chief, welcome to Straight Talk. Thanks for having me, Art. I'm happy to be here. Uh, some, I know that uh, this show won't be airing until some weeks after Irma and Harvey, but you uh, and, and your men and women uh, participated in that. Absolutely, yeah. Long Beach is an active participant in Long Beach Fire is an active participant in the California Master Mutual Aid System, and we're fortunate here in Long Beach to have a Type One Urban Search and Rescue Team and a Type One River Flood Rescue Team. So um, uh, when the when the hurricanes hit the Gulf Coast, Texas, and and even Florida, um, they reach out to us, and we we quickly, uh, with the support of our city manager and our mayor and council, we quickly deployed a team of uh, sixteen people down there to, to begin to render aid. And literally they went neighborhood to neighborhood, as you've seen on the news, um, searching homes and, and getting people out of that flood damaged area. So that, very that's, proud fa that's fantastic. And you know, uh, my, my wife is a firm believer that out of every bad thing, good things come. And the hurricane certainly uh, has uh, uprooted lives and property and, and tragically some deaths. But, but on the positive side, you see people, volunteers coming. Uh, fire departments coming and, and rendering aid, and, and, and that's very gratifying. It is. They come from all over the country, right? California has what I think is the national best practice model for mutual aid, and that is community helping community. And we extend that beyond our state borders uh, down to wherever we're called. And, and uh, I like to quote Mr. Rogers, and, uh, and I do this with my guys a lot, and when tragedy hits, you look for the helpers, and that does help kind of restore your sure. faith in humanity, and I think that was evident down in Texas and in Florida. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk uh, about the budget for, for a moment. Uh, Long Beach did pass its uh, budget for the coming year, fiscal, I guess, 18. 18 and it's in, it's in balance. There's, not a, there's a modest surplus. Uh, how is the fire department treated by, uh, by that budget? So it was a good budget for us. Um, you know, I, obviously, as the, as the fire chief during the downturn, we went through a number of years where we were cutting things year after year. And so yes. that's not the case now. I'm very happy about that. We remain kind of status quo. Um, and we're being very fiscally responsible, I think. We're not adding anything that we can't sustain for the long term. And uh, I think it's a good budget for us, clearly. It's going to force me and my command staff to take a hard look at how we can create new efficiencies with the dollars and the resources that we have, uh, but we're constantly doing that anyway. So I'm very, very pleased with the council's direction under the mayor and, and our city manager, and I think this is a good budget for Long Beach. And as you mentioned, it is in balance, and, that, and that's a very positive thing. It always impressed me that when, when FIRE has an academy, and maybe there are 10 places available, there's a line of 2,000 people wanting to apply for the Long Beach Fire Department. Uh, uh, 
without taking anything away from uh, the bravery and the commitment of our force, uh, does that mean that the, the salaries are too high, that you have 2,000 people for 10 places? Well, I, I think it's a combination of things. Um, I, I think there are a lot of people in our community, obviously firefighters and police officers, you know, people in public safety positions are, are typically held in high regard by, by the community. And it takes a special kind of person to be a firefighter, to be willing to put yourself in harm's way in service to your fellow man or fellow yes. woman, right? So it takes a special kind of person and it's not for everybody. So although we might get a couple thousand people will show up and, and say, I wanna do that. The reality is the people that are actually doing it for the right reason are far fewer. And, and we tend to get down to those people when we hire. So, really? Yeah. So you, you're cutting away? A lot. So our last exam, for example, we had, I think, about 3,000 people took the exam. At the end of the day, we will, over a couple-year period, hire maybe 70 out of those 3,000. Really? And that's after extensive screening. So, um, People uh, who you ultimately hire uh, seem to be committed and... Uh, and our firefighters are much beloved by the community, as, as I think they are in, 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 in most cities. Um, so uh, your family has a long tradition, five generations of city service and four generations in the fire department. Mm -hmm. Your dad was a deputy chief here. That's right. And I know in, in, in some communities uh, there's some rule against nepotism and all that stuff, but to me it always seemed that it's a positive thing to, to have people whose family uh, uh, tradition is in firefighting. It, it, it certainly can be. I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a product of that, so I, I would say it, it, it was absolutely right in my case. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, the reality is what we look for in the Long Beach Fire Department, kind of going back to the previous question, is when we go through that extensive screening process, we're looking for people who possess the core values that we represent as firefighters here in our community. And probably the most important thing we look for is that you possess a servant's heart, right? And, and it sounds kind of corny to some people that we're looking for somebody with a servant's heart, but we're looking for people who truly want to do this job for the right reasons and are willing to dedicate their life in service to the There's community. There's a whole book uh, and literature on the concept of leadership and servant leadership and good leaders really are servants uh, 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 to the public that they lead. That's right, yeah. So in my, in my case, obviously I grew up in the fire service. I, that's all I ever really wanted to do yes. so from a young age. And, and I think because I grew up in the fire service with my, my grandfather and my father, uh, certainly I was exposed to opportunities or, or you know, things to do to make myself successful. So our trick is trying to impart that same information to anybody who wants to get into this business, but ensure that they, they have that servant's heart we're looking for. And I think your would be exhibit A of, of why uh, a family should not be dis disqualifying. Right. It should be, it's an asset. Okay. Right. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com, the Port of Long Beach. 
thinking outside the docks. Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. We're back, continuing our conversation with the Chief, Chief Michael DeRee of the Long Beach Fire Department. Uh, let's focus on statewide issues for a moment. Uh, the Chief, uh, which some of our viewers may not know, was elected as President of the California Fire Chiefs Association. These are the Chiefs and Executive Offices of uh, 900 fire departments throughout the state, and they selected you as their President. Congratulations Thank for that. You. Uh, tell us about that experience. Yeah, it's been a great experience. Actually, I spent a, a few years on the board of directors. I was elected to the board of directors of the California Fire Chiefs Association following my term as the president of the LA, Los Angeles Area Fire Chiefs Association. And it's a great group of management level fire chiefs, executive officers in fire departments. And we focus a lot on you know, emerging statewide issues as it relates to the local level, as it relates to your local fire departments. We deal a lot with emergency medical services legislation. We deal a lot with, um, with other types of legislation and, and we advocate on things that are actually, uh, over the past few years, starting to translate into real measurable benefits at the local level. And I, I couldn't be prouder or more humbled, to be honest with you, to be representing such a good group of folks. Let me mention something that a lot of our viewers may not know that that Long Beach originated the paramedic service, first in the state and is a model. We, we were one of the first, us in Los Angeles County, Los Angeles County started it out, but Long Beach was right there from the beginning in 1972, which started uh, the paramedic program in the country. And so I'm, I'm proud of that as well. And people still from other systems come to look at Long Beach uh, as a model today. All the time. Yeah, we get those questions all the time from people. How are we doing it in Long Beach? What do we do? How do we do it? We have very, very good stats to back up what we do and and it's it's a good thing and a lot of folks don't realize that 80 percent of the calls when you see a fire engine going through the streets it's not to put out a fire it's for a medical purpose a little over 80 percent of the time the calls for service we get are emergency medical calls that accounts for the majority of our workload uh, but here in long beach uh, we still experience about 5,200 structure fires a year, and I think that number surprises people. Yeah. The fires range in size, obviously, from real small to real big. Um, it's all over the board, but, but yeah, emergency medical services accounts for the majority of our work. What's your goal for response time from the time you get a call to the time you're on scene? 
So then we follow the NFPA, which is the National Fire Protection Association response time guidelines, and we want to be on scene within six minutes, 90% of the time. Yes. And so we, we, we have struggled with that as we've taken resources out of service over the years, but we're right back in, in the ballpark there. We're typically right around six minutes and 15 seconds average response time. And that's considered uh, a model and a guideline for systems throughout the state throughout the country throughout the yeah country. yeah the nfpa national fire protection association puts these response time guidelines out there and and you know some some achieve it many many don't I mean, they're very aggressive response time standards in in some places but here in long beach we pride ourselves on being pretty darn close to that where do you see the fire department growing in the future which areas uh, do we need to put more resources in so uh, well, we, we continue to see growth in our Fire Prevention Bureau, right, with the new development. Obviously, Long Beach is experiencing a development boom. And there's, a, you know, over $2 billion of investment projects happening in yes. Long Beach, which is exciting. Um, so our Fire Prevention Bureau has been elevated to some extent in that we have to be out there ensuring that the codes are being uh, applied uh, the way they were intended. So I, I see the future uh, of the Fire Department being uh, 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 seeing steady growth in the fire prevention world. Uh, as far as like fire engines and, and trucks and ambulances, um, we're in a we're in a mode right now where I, I feel a responsibility to be fiscally conservative with the dollars that we have. So I'm not advocating that we add more. Certainly I would love to have more fire engines. But I, I think we need to be responsible with what we've got and figure out new ways to deliver that service to the community, maximizing the dollars that the taxpayers give us. You mentioned development, and that includes, of course, high-rises uh, downtown. From a firefighting standpoint, is a high-rise, a 20-story, 30-story building, uh, is that problematic, or is it uh, a positive because they're new buildings and obviously built to the latest codes? So the building construction characteristics lend themselves to supporting the fire department's mission because they're inherently safe. The buildings are, are typically, the newer ones are typically inherently safe. They're sprinklered and the construction materials don't lend themselves to fire spread. Where it poses challenges for us is, if you can imagine, when we talked about response times, my response times are calculated from the fire station to the address, to the front door. Yeah, not but, getting up to the But not going <laughs> 20 floors up. So it does tend to pose some problems. And as we increase density uh, in our city, which we've seen downtown, right? We're going vertically now. Um, it, it requires us to get back to the drawing board and figure out how we're gonna meet the expectations of that resident that lives on the 20th floor in the same way that we would meet the expectations of the resident that lives out on the east side of Long Beach. How do you do that? How do you get to the 20th floor? Well, we, we, we use the elevator. I guess walk. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's on fire, we'll use the elevator, yeah. Really? Absolutely. If if if, uh, if it's a medical call, we'll take the elevator up. But if the building oh, is on fire, we don't. We'll, yeah, we'll take the stairs. Help, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, I I think of the tragedy of 9/11 and the World Trade Center and uh, those helpless folks at the higher floors. Um, uh, so we uh, we take into account uh, the needs of uh, of the high rises in your Manning and. And all. We do, yeah. We constantly evaluate. So as we're looking at downtown right now, the whole downtown environment is really starting to change with Civic Center and a lot of the big high-rise developments that are going on down there. So it causes us to go back to the drawing board and figure out how are we going to meet our response times expectations for those people that might be on the 20th floor in a building. But secondarily, it causes us to really kind of get out there and find out the specific um, characteristics of those new construction projects, right? So our firefighters will be out there walking through the building, kind of getting the lay of the land, so that way we can be effective in our mission. And I know uh, throughout the year, you uh, 
you bring out uh, a truck or an engine into a community and uh, uh, it has a PR quality, but you're also inspecting uh, those local high-rises. Every high-rise, we have a, a dedicated high-rise inspector, a fire engineer that works in our Fire Prevention Bureau, and every high-rise gets inspected annually. It's a state, it's a requirement, it's the law really? that we get out and do that. Um, but we put a lot of interesting things in place. We put a, a program in place called the Compliance Engine, where we're uh, the sprinkler contractors and those people who are doing works work in these buildings, now they're required by, by local ordinance to provide us with all of their reports. So we'll know now in a way that we didn't five years ago, we'll know if there's a problem that exists in a building Excellent. long before we get out there and inspect it. So we're, uh, I can't say enough good things about our fire prevention team uh, led by Deputy Chief Rich Brandt. He's our fire marshal in Long Beach. And, and a New Yorker. Former and a New Yorker, Yorker yes. nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, but they're doing really amazing things. Wonderful. Well, thank you. And in the next segment, We'll get up close and personal with the chief. Uh, you won't want to miss that. We'll be right back after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah. But if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's makes a moment. We're back in conversation with the chief, and in this up-close-and-personal segment, I'd like to find out a little bit more about the chief's family and firefighting. And I, your dad was a, a deputy chief here. So when you were a little kid, you grew up, and at the dinner table, they were talking about fire stuff? Yeah, grew up in a fire station, really. My dad was an <laughs> active, you know, active duty firefighter as I was really? growing up, so I, I was Did in Did you learn to cook as a kid? Not, not real well, to be honest with you. I didn't really kind of hone that skill until I got into a fire station myself. But four generations of, uh, of uh, fire employees. Right, so 
fifth generation city employee. My great great grandfather was the superintendent of recreation in the city. Squire was his name. He's active with the business community uh -huh. downtown. His son Alan, my great grandfather, was uh, became the fire chief in Long Beach from 1933 to 1946. And then my grandfather Stan was a firefighter after wow. World War II. And then my dad, as you mentioned, was a firefighter, came on in the early 70s and retired out as a deputy chief. Wow. And you attended Harvard in their executive training program? I did. I was, you know, the uh, former fire chief, Alan Padalano, provided me an opportunity to go back there and participate in that program, and I found it very, very valuable. It was a great opportunity for me. So uh, you are a believer, obviously, in continuing education and upgrading your skills. Yeah. But uh, tell us about leadership. And we mentioned uh, at an earlier segment about this concept of servant leadership. Uh, and this has applicability beyond just fire departments. Yeah, so uh, honestly, my, my uh, view on leadership was really honed during my time in the, in the Marine Corps. I spent some time in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you for your service. Thank you. And um, I, I, think, I think that it started there for me, the notion of servant leadership, right? Um, be the example you want others to follow and, and do it with integrity and, and lead from the front. And uh, I'm proud, I'm really, really proud and fortunate that I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of good people that do just that. From the, the rookie firefighter all the way through the top of our organization, everybody is focused on servant leadership, whether we're serving the community or serving each other. We have internal customers as well as external customers. We had uh, Admiral Eric Olson as one of our uh, distinguished speakers uh, here on Long Beach State campus. And he was in charge of all of the special forces that was now put under a unified command. And he mentioned the interesting statistic that a majority of, of uh, casualties on missions were not uh, where uh, the enemy was firing on, on, on our forces, but where our forces went out, exposed themselves to pull in uh, a wounded uh, uh, fellow soldier or right. sailor. So uh, uh, th that training of values, uh, and I know the Marines share that, must be very powerful. It, it is very powerful. And, you know, and translating that over to Long Beach Fire, you know, we have a set of core values that, that, uh, that drive us. And, and they're, they're aspirational in many respects, right? Every day we try and get a little bit better and a little bit more effective. Yeah. And I feel a, a, a deep sense of responsibility um, to ensure that the next generation of leadership in the Long Beach Fire Department is more effective than I could ever be. And one of the keys, uh, I think, for uh, uh, an organization uh, that embodies certain values is to be sure that they walk the walk, that the values are not just something up on the walls or in each office, but that uh, the folks live by it. And I cite as an example Enron. There's, Enron had a great code of ethics, but they were a corrupt company. That's right, and th and that started, I think, at the top, right? I, I, I think well, leadership starts at the top. It starts at the top. It's in it's embedded in every person that comes to the Long Beach Fire Department from the first day they start. Family, you know, commitment, service to our community. Yes. It, it's embedded in them from day one. But unless that is continued all the way through the top of the organization, Touché. then it will then it will fall apart. So um, we we go to great lengths to ensure that our people understand they're well supported, and that we're we're all moving forward in the same. And direction. you learned that at the age of eight or ten, long before you joined the fire department. I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going with my great grandfather to Station Four for lunch and hanging out with the firefighters yeah. provided well, me great insight. What could be more powerful inspiration than that?
It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And I, I have very, very fond memories. I can still remember the sights, sounds, and smells. And every time I walk into a fire station, it takes me right back to my childhood. Well, um, uh, as an as a outsider, I mean, I've been here for 40 years, but I'm still a New Yorker that moved to Long Beach. You've been here, your family, five generations. Uh, but what uh, strikes me, looking at it from my perspective, is uh, is the commitment and the uh, uh, the love that so many people who were born here and raised here have for Long Beach. And I know a lot of my students uh, learned their skills, whether it's accounting or law, or whatever, at Long Beach State. And then the, many of them work for the city to give back to the city that they grew up in and care about. So that was always very impressive to Long me. Long Beach is a special place, Art, and I, and I don't need to tell you or any of your viewers, Long Beach is a very special place. It's a unique place in that it's a big city, so it's relevant on a national stage, but it's still got that kind of small town feel where there's shared intent from community to community and shared kind of uh, a shared sense of purpose and community here that doesn't exist in many other places that I've been. Absolutely. You put it beautifully. I call it the biggest small city in America. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I love it. And that's one, one of the things that makes it so vibrant and rich and, and fun place to be, to work. And, and for me, it makes it so much more valuable that I'm giving back. I'm working, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm working in service to a community that I so deeply love. Well put. Well put. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. I think Long Beach is very fortunate to have committed men and women in the fire department, 
and also public safety and police department that care so much about the city. Uh, uh, men like uh, our, our guest, Mike Teresa. Mike, thank you for what you and all your, all your men and women do. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to come here, and I, I uh, always jump in an opportunity to talk about the good work our folks are doing. Thank you. Thank okay. You. And thank you at home for watching. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.